Hey everybody, this is Ben Smith. Hope you're doing well out there. So today's episode, this is going to be really exciting. I want to give you a case study into the type of coaching we are doing through chance bending now. So I am giving you an example of an entrepreneur I work with. His name is Brad White. And in this case study, this is our first phone call while we're talking about a new deal that Brad is working on. And he needs some help. He needs some help figuring out how to get this deal done, how to negotiate, what's important, how to get the big deal done. That's what he's really looking to do. So I coach him through the process. This is an introductory call. He tees it up for me. I start bringing up some of the most interesting pieces of the deal and how we want to approach it, how we want to diagram it, how we want to cut it up, and how ultimately we're going to get this deal closed. So if you're curious about how high-level, multi-million dollar deals happen, how they get negotiated, this is the case study for you. So we're going to play the call. If you have questions, hit me up. I think we're just going to keep giving you updates as they happen. So I want you just to see like what a real-life deal looks like. I think this is going to be fun. I don't know. It could be a disaster, but I think it's awesome. Uh, if you have questions, hit me up, bensmith.tv. If you're interested in chance bending coaching, go to my website, check out the network. We're calling it the Chance Bending Network. So I can't wait to hear from all of you. So many things going on. I can't even believe it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been fun the last few weeks. Uh, I feel like I'm just in my zone and I'm just creating and I'm curious and I've been doing all the VR and AR stuff and man, everything is just coming together. But most importantly, I just want you to hear this case study. So have a listen, enjoy, and I will talk to all of you soon. Brad, how are you, man? Hey, Ben. What's going on? How was your week? Uh, I was good. It was good. How was your week? It was good. Good. A uh, lot going on as always. And, uh, I love the last couple of your episodes, so nice work. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying my best over here. Uh, so, so Brad, what's up? Tell me, tell me how the week's going. What, what's the latest? Um, I mean, as you know, I got, the, I got the three companies all working. I'm still trying to work out the, you know, the way to maneuver everything because it, I, think, uh, I think I do need to focus in. Um, but this week, uh, I was hoping maybe we could talk about something in particular that, uh, kind of came up and I'd love your, uh, your expertise, uh, and insight on the, uh, on the opportunity. I love it. I'm ready. Let's, let's dive right in. Cool. So, you know, last week I kind of alluded that I had this big meeting, um, that kind of came out of a freak occurrence. Well, there's this company, it's a public company, and um, I've been pursuing them for over a year. And I was in a meeting last month with someone else, and they had mentioned that they were a part of that company at one time and work, worked with them. Uh, when, so the, the company had this big division, and they had over 100 uh, people on this one media uh component of their company and since then they've kind of gutted the um the team but there's this treasure trove of content um 
you know, think of it like a pirate ship where there's, you know, a big, uh, big treasure chest and there's only two pirates left. Um, well, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> so I've been hunting these people trying to figure out who the person is that sits over that content now. And I, I finally found out just by a freak conversation. And that person happened to be meeting with that other, the person I wanted to meet uh, that week. And um, he mentioned what I did and I got a meeting. So <clears throat> that meeting was yesterday and um, the meeting went amazingly well. So there's a few components to the deal and there's a specific question that I want to ask you so that we can kind of, I, I can think about how to maneuver, right? So the, the, the company is a con has a, has this treasure trove of content basically um the getting that content in my company would basically change my company overnight it's a seven figure plus opportunity um the this company because they had a hundred people and now they only have two um they still want to make money off of this content um but they don't have the resources uh, assigned to it, they, the bigger company no longer wants to invest in the content. So the, this, this person is doing deals, but he's very limited in what he can do because he can't provide any technical or resource support. He's literally taking 25,000 uh, movies and clips and putting them on a Dropbox and sending them to people who are willing to put up with it. And it, it's, and then that, that the other companies have to figure out how to make it, you know, usable. So he's got this huge resource issue. Right. Um, I come along, I have three companies and all three companies solve all three needs. I have the OTT and connected TV consulting company, which brings the demand and those the distribution. I have the tech development company with nerd. And then I have, I've been working on this tech for 18 months. Uh, which would be a video service which could license the content and make money. And so all the companies that I work with are all the companies this company wants to work with, um, and they just don't have the team for it. So I have a pretty good opportunity here. Um, <clears throat> but on my end, there's going to be a huge amount of cost. I'm going to have to hire employees and, you know, uh, basically make the content ready for television and all these types of things. Um, but this, the, that's a, a problem I can solve, right? That's just resources and money. Um, the problem that I, that I really need in this deal is it is a, it is a um, public company. So you have to deal with public company lawyers. Um, but in order for the deal, in order for me to have the power to get the distribution um, that this, deal will require to be successful i need some sort of exclusivity i need i don't want you know the company we used to work together on if i go to that company for example and say i have this treasure trove that you've been looking for for a long time you have to work with me in order to get that content that company needs somebody like me to make the content ready for them because they right now they couldn't even work with the content it needs to be fixed, basically. Um, but I don't want in a year or two years, 
to put all the time and resources into the content, make it ready for prime time, and then also have this company say, oh, look at all this money we're making. We'll just go direct to all these companies. So I need, it's, it's more of a contractual problem. They have a lot of chips. Mm -hmm. I have some chips because I don't think they can find another me. Um, but again, it's a public company. Like this, this, this guy can't spend, you know, months in legal trying to get a deal done. So I need to kind of do exclusivity light. He said he didn't close the door on the idea. He did kind of close the door on a long, long, like a permanent deal, which I understand. But I need to figure out how I can provide bargaining chips to get those terms. Um, because I'm going to be investing time, money, and everything else. They're basically just going to hand me a Dropbox and I'm going to do all the work. So, um, but if I get this deal and it works, it's going to open all these doors for me because I, I'll be able to lead with content that no one else has. And then it'll open up all sorts of different things for me. So it's a huge opportunity. And yeah, so that's the problem. Um, and I need some uh, deal-making help. Brad, you you are definitely one of the best entrepreneurs I know. I know, like, congratulations, first of all, for reeling in at least an opportunity. This is a big-time opportunity. You have a publicly traded company. You're talking about doing a major deal. There may even be exclusivity attached. Congratulations, first of all. Like, just to have the wherewithal to to get in there, most entrepreneurs, they can't do that. Let's be clear. So you have done, you've done the, you've done the, like the hard part, you've done the heavy lifting, you've gotten in there and now you're on the verge of getting a deal done in deal making the way that chance spending and the way that we approach it is we want to be very, very clear on what's in it for them from day one. And I think that we need to, in, in this situation, we want to prioritize the steps here. I heard you say a lot of different things. I heard you talk about what's in it for them, what's in it for you, some of the complications, some of the risks. What we wanna do is we wanna actually diagram this deal out and make sure that we're very clear on the stakes from day one. What often happens in complicated deals like this is that we sometimes lose sight or forget why they're doing this deal. And so what I wanna do is I wanna get really crystal clear on what's in it for them and then this is an additional piece. What's in it for the person that you're dealing with personally? That's really, really vital to this deal. You have a company that's gone from 100 people down to two people. What, if, if with two people remaining, they're probably both pretty good folks and they're going to have a definite point of view on this deal and we wanna make them look good. Deal making is about making the other side look good both as on a company level and a professional level. So let's diagram that out. Then let's diagram exactly what's in it for you. From there, now let's start talking about some of the risks, some of the things we can do to mitigate risk and how we're going to tackle that contract. I think you have a serious big time opportunity. I don't wanna see us blow it by getting too scared of the risk involved ahead of time. Right now, it's all about understanding how to serve this other company best. Does that make sense?
Brad, does that make sense? Hello? Hey. Sorry, I put, I put myself on mute. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, no problem. I, I, I think um, the, the two components, those are the things that I really want to hone in on um, of, of what's in it for them because, you know, they, they've got other people that they have to please um, that are because the, the core business is still going and there's a lot of potential opinions. Um, and I just want to make it as easy for them to get a yes, uh, you know, while also preserving, you know, my, my, the risk I'm taking basically, which is financial risk, right? Absolutely. If we can really isolate what's in it for them and figure out how they're going to measure success, then what we can do on our end is that allows us to then tee up our ass. That allows us to talk about exclusivity. That allows us to talk about the amount of financial risk we're taking. And perhaps they help us shoulder some of that financial burden. Mm. Maybe it helps us better isolate gates so that we understand when we're taking risk. Maybe we front load risk. Maybe we back load risk. We can take care of that. But first, we just need to really be clear on what they're, what they're looking for. Um, okay. Do you have a sense of exactly how that's going to work? Uh, like in terms of what they're looking for? Yeah, like what's success for them in this in this deal? They need to generate revenue off of this library, but they need to not expend resources. Uh, but the second thing is, they need to the reason that they want to make money more than than anything is the promotion value so they basically make very famous devices and those devices um are need promotion so this the distribution into these you know platforms like what we used to work together um is just free advertising really like this is you know this is our product and it and it was used to make so and so right and so they want to they want to mm -hmm. have that up to date they want they don't like in the past like something would be uh and i'm getting too close to what the company is but um in the past they something would be made and it would be updated with like this is the product that was used right or you know, instead of buying advertising to say, you know, like, like everyone else, they can just kind of advertise their brand and their product by, by just showing what the product does. Right. So um, those are the two big things. And obviously if any plug public company, they're risk averse, they don't want to be caught in some, you know, they want to know that the company that they're working with is not going to get them in any trouble. So I, I think that part, the only issue is I'm small, right? Um, I don't think there's any reputation risk except that I'm small. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh, I think that uh, this company probably is excited to work with you because you are nimble and because you can do things they can't do. And, and so we want to play that up in this deal. We don't actually want to, we, we don't want to minimize that. We actually want to play that up. But we need yeah. to do so in a way that doesn't set off alarms and exactly. and mean that they can't they can't work with us. Exactly.
So uh, what I'd like to do with you is I would like to whiteboard with you and really get precise about the revenue component that you mentioned and the promotional component that you mentioned. Because if we can get very, very precise, then what I think we can do is I think that we can propose to them an arrangement where depending on how we revenue share, how we, how we divvy up funds, we may be able to offload risk on our end. Um, we may have to take some initial risk to get this thing going, but I think that can be mitigated by the way that we pencil the deal based on rev, sh- rev share and promotion. But we need to get really, really crystal clear on their expectations as to when this deal becomes uh, profitable, cash positive for them. And once we get locked in on that date, then we can work backward and figure out what the best terms are to propose on a high level. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, so let's all do right. it. So yeah, why don't, why don't we get in front of the whiteboard together and just get going? Okay, all right. it's a date. All right, my man, let's do this. All right, thanks, Ben. See you next week. All right, all right, thanks, Brad. All right, Cheers. all right, see you Bye. soon. Hey everybody, this is Ben. So I love that phone call. I think it's a great example of the type of coaching we do at Chance Bending. And I think it's a great example of a incredible young entrepreneur who has a big deal on the line and he's trying to figure out what's going to happen. How does he get this thing over the finish line? It's complicated. There's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. In my experience, listening and really getting into the mind of the other party the people on the other side of the table, that's what deal-making is really all about. So I want you to stay tuned. We're going to bring you updates on this deal, how we're doing deal-making. As you know, I have a book on deal-making coming out pretty soon. Uh, I believe it's going to be called Delt, the Real Art of the Deal. Uh, no, I'm, I, I can't use that title, unfortunately, because someone someone else has the has the real art of the, or I guess the art of the deal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we'll bring you updates on this all the time and talk to you all soon.